0: and welcome to Back of the Grid, the Minardi of Formula One podcasting. While we may hang around the world of F1 with little success, we will be sure to bring through some talent during our time and guarantee to accept any buyouts we are offered from a major energy drinks company. Uh, And one such piece of talent may hopefully be joining us for today's show. Um, I am Tom, and I am joined by Chris, as usual. But we have a special guest, do we not, Chris? I mean, special's pushing it, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. <laughs> Would you like to introduce him? Yeah, this is Stu here, another Northern fella. I feel
1: outnumbered now. Hello, hello. Yes, is this the attack of the Northerners? It is. Yeah,
0: the North remembers and all that. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, ni- nice intro track, guys. Thanks. It's very good. Do
0: you like my swift editing of a? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, that was nice
0: it was a nice touch. It's a nice touch. Wait till you hear the other soundbite we're going to use later on. <laughs> Even more That's proud of that one. one. Yeah, that one. That one took like half an hour of conversation between me and you, did it not, Chris? <laughs> yeah, browsing old YouTube clips.
1: I look forward it. I can't wait to hear it.
0: You, you'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. Um, so it's been a testing week. F1's and back. Yeah, it's now officially back here. So. Instead of listening to us try and talk about F1, but fill with Formula E, like in the previous, I don't know, do we call it a demo episode? What was it, Chris? It was a a, a dry run. Yeah. It was a sampling. Testing is what it, was. it was a sampling, <laughs> which it does a lot better than I thought it ever would. Yeah, people listened. Who knew? Yeah, it was interesting figures. The guy from Virginia who's listened 10 times. <laughs> who I think, think maybe a robot. But if you're not, thanks for enjoying the show that much. <laughs> uh, but yes, Formula One is back. There has been testing. And we are going to do our best to round up and inform you on the general goings on of the Formula One world and then wow. some testing recaps from the last few days. Um, and then a look forward to what's coming next in the world of F1, realistically. So I suppose we'll start with the first piece of news, which uh, was that the Russian GP ha- now has an official deal until 2025. Uh, th- thoughts, guys? Good, bad, okay, indifferent? Indifferent. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's not a great track. It's not a terrible track. It's
1: yeah. It's, it is. It's, what it is. It's. It's not. It's never been the most exciting race of them all. Is it? it's, it's? It's fairly standard yeah. sort of. So well, it's just not a not a great not a great track it's,
0: it's yet it's, to produce a great race yeah yeah there's there's one bit of the track that i really like and it reminds me of the old corner at um mexico that they got rid of when they rebuilt mexico and that's the huge left-hander yeah mm-hmm. it's a bit um mm-hmm. istanbul as well isn't it yeah
1: it's like an inverse yeah. turn yeah. eight
0: isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's that is one part of that track I really like. Mm. Um, and H- Grosjean had a crash there. Was it last year or was it the year before? He kind of wiped out, didn't he, and went yeah. into the wall. Um, and that sort of highlighted to me how quick they actually do take it. And when a little bit of something in the magic chemistry that is an F1 car goes wrong, it was something like a tyre or something went for him, I think, didn't it? And he just. I think it so, yeah. Speared him off, didn't? Um, I think it was signs like overtake someone round the outside of there last year as well. Possibly, yeah. Always impressive. Yes, um, indeed. But yeah, it's it's pretty much nailed on for Sochi, isn't it? For the entire duration of this yeah. contract. Well, it's interesting because there's like a new third party sponsor paying for it now, so the Russian government aren't actually paying for the race anymore. So I guess it probably is definitely going to be at Sochi because it's some sponsor that's paying for it. Yeah. And now they've had a Winter Olympics and they're about to have a World Cup. They don't really need to plug themselves anymore. No.
1: About the Russian just one note on did we mention that it may become a night race the Russian the Russian Grand Prix.
0: No, it didn't. That is the one good piece of news that they were debating a night race for it. I like the night races.
1: Yeah, I think the night The cars look great at night. They do. Yeah, with the headlights. Yeah. Uh, with the big lights. <laughs> headlights. They, the headlights. They don't have headlights. <laughs> <laughs> did I
0: mention I'm new to Formula 1? <laughs> <laughs> F1 fact 101. The cars do not have headlights. Although well, that would be pretty cool if they did. Yeah, LEDs
1: down the front of the the uh the wings as a front wing i'm amazed yeah, no one's that's done really that yet
0: cool. yeah, it's, yeah yeah it's about weight
1: isn't it waste and energy as well
0: yeah you can't can't be wasting that battery power when you need it yeah yeah uh-uh. uh, yeah but that'd be interesting if they do do that or even like uh a dusk race. They, I suppose the only problem is it. The reason it works in some of the countries where they do that is the time difference to the UK. Because they try and centralise it so it's at some point during the day for most people. That's don't true, they? That's true because Russia's at it's a, it's a television f- thing. Time isn't it at the moment? Yeah, so uh, it's two like, or three hours in front of us. I think is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because by so, the time the
1: race ends, it's sort of getting towards dusk anyway. Yeah, so, so it would it probably turn it into a kind of a. What if they ran that sort of late in the afternoon into the evening to make it a twilight race, you'd end up with a time yeah. similar to Brazil or maybe USA or something like that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Which could be yeah. quite good, actually, because I always enjoy going to a race. Those races, like USA, the um, Mexican, um, yeah. Canadian, those ones. Yeah. They're really good for if you know a bar or something and you want to watch the race in a pub. Then A nice it's great. Sunday
0: evening pint.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really good fun for that, I find.
0: More of that. Yeah. And then we'll somehow record a podcast afterwards. <laughs> from Each from respective bars. <laughs> like, well, I'm in this bar. <laughs> Apparently, Red Bull tried to ban the shark fins, or they claim that they did. According to Christian Horner, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do we know why, when they've got one? Well, so he, he seems to be saying that, like, the cars look great, but the shark fins are ugly, so because Red Bull are, like... The bastions of everything is brilliant. We were the ones that said we shouldn't do that to make them look nicer, and all the other teams said no. And honestly, I'm just not sure I believe him to be honest. <laughs> but,
1: nah. Well, theirs is very underdeveloped. They've not put, brought any sort of T-bars or anything like that to it. Or, or there's it's it's, it's a sale, isn't it? There's it
0: sounds there. a lot more like Adrian Newey said, "I don't like this," so they tried to ban them on that, and now Christian Horn yeah. is kind of making up a. A white knight saving formula one story The, i'm i'm interested as to it why they don't like it because if they don't like it as part of their car there's obviously a couple of other cars on the grid proving that you don't need one there is that or that you need a minimal one because it, not all teams have gone with the huge square thing that goes right back to the rear wing so some have gone with short ones. McLaren's has like a, a literal fin sort of shape to it, doesn't it? It has the mm. the round cut out in it. Yeah, so,
1: Toro Rosso too.
0: Yeah, so they don't have to put one on. Um, but he himself, uh, this is Newey, said that he doesn't really do anything except add a bit more stability to the rear in the corners because of the way that it stops like a crosswind and things when yeah. you're changing direction and stuff like that. Now... That's all well and good, but if the rear end of that Red Bull's as good as it always has been, and and the rake angle that they run at gives them a great rear-end performance anyway, as they always have, which is why they've always been good in the corners, why put the thing on in the first place? Yeah. and If no one's going to get that much of an advantage from it. And I think it was the second day of the test as well. It was quite windy. They were saying that the teams that were running them were getting sort of They look really unstable at certain corners, depending on wind direction. So I can see them appearing and disappearing race by race, to be honest. There was an interesting spin I saw from... um, Ooh, uh, it was one of the Renaults. I think it was Palmer in it at the time. And he lost it coming out of turn two, going into turn three, spun it and ended up in the gravel and had to be picked up. Um, And it was a rearward shot, so it was from kind of the... Roll hoop thing, looking mm. backwards, and you could see the thing flapping around backwards they and forwards. Very stable, do they? And it, well, then he dropped it. Now, I'd, the thing is, is did he drop it and make a mistake, or did some did did a sidewind catch that and actually knock the car off balance and doing the opposite of what people maybe think that they're for? I don't it's know. A good job, uh, Rosberg's not driving this year, isn't it? He, he hey. hates a crosswind. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna be very anti Rosberg, I think, aren't we? That's two shows and two Rosberg. It results. is, isn't it? Are we just saw losers, Chris? Possibly. Could it be that I used to like him until he became Mardy at Mercedes. <laughs> when he was like a Williams guy, it's like, oh, he's one to watch. He's got potential. Yeah. And then, and when then he was beating Schumacher. Yeah. Well, when he was beating Schumacher, I was like, yeah, see, he's good. He's a good guy. Get get him a better car, and he'll do it. And then he started being Mardy and throwing hats at Lewis, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah,
1: it, was when he, it was when he started driving into Lewis, I think. That's when
0: uh, that's when I yeah. turned up. <laughs> and that. <laughs> it wasn't just the hat thing. There was more to it than that. Uh, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see where that goes, I think. Uh, but uh, if they don't want one, I don't think they have to have one. Well, no, no one's forcing them, are they? Um, and... Mercedes have also proven that this whole new T-bar thing that's been fixed on the back of them—you don't need the fin to have a T-bar because they've fitted also oh, not only a T-bar but a double T-bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if that is such a thing, the most
1: interesting T-bar I've seen would be the uh, the Williams one. Have you seen the Williams one?
0: Yeah, it looks like a biplane.
1: It's crazy. It's got like one right really high up and another one really low down in a sort of yeah inverted u-shape um,
0: cool. almost almost like um similar sort of spot to where the monkey seat was on the old car I was a bit further forward maybe than the monkey seats you know the little things yeah, they had yeah. near the exhaust the little square yeah. things mm. a, little, um, a little
1: bit further forward than that but it's sort of oh, it's, it's, i think it, i don't think they're that
0: bad i think they look quite cool i just hope they do sort of get out of control as time goes on and people are strapping all sorts of stuff uh, down the back end to, to be honest as long as they're not flying off and causing issues. There is that. As long as they're safe, then I haven't got a problem with them because it's a classic example of Formula One aero engineers using the rules to their will because there's a small gap, which for those who are not technically minded, there's effectively sizes that limit where the rear wing must be and how wide it's allowed to be and how far forward it can come and so on and how tall it can be there's then also the same rules being applied to things like these fins that are allowing the fins and where the car's um body must fall down in in, in relation to the rest of the car and so on and then there's this like slither of a gap where you can basically have whatever you want as wide as you want so the teams are taking advantage of that and sticking these wings on where they can because it fits in this perfect slither and they're just making it as wide as the slither and then and then across the car. Um and it it's the ingenious developers of Formula One there. It's all about exploiting the rules, isn't it? And that's yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: that's why I love Formula One. That's wherever yeah. an interpretation it's, it's the different interpretation A, it's the different interpretations you do get of the rules, which obviously do converge over time. But there's always differences, and yeah. B, it's the it's that relentless search for performance <laughs> through exploitation of gaps in the rules. There's always yeah. someone there to find that gap, and in in the same way that they're on the track, you're always looking for that gap. You're looking for the gap in the rules, and that's what they. Yep. That's the beauty of it.
0: For me, yeah, that's that's why I, that's why I like them. I, I hands down, I'm yeah endorsing the T <laughs> bars. We're a pro T bar podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah,
0: yeah. Plus, as I think one of you said, Chris said they do look cool. You maybe both said it, but yeah. Um, but on another exploitation of rules, the FIA are investigating. Suspension changes made by a lot of the teams, which is, we mentioned this briefly, I think, in the other show, which was the exploitation of a rule that gets them an active suspension of sorts that was previously outruled. Yeah. And they've found a, a loophole, as we've just said, Formula One teams like to do. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting that they've said, FA have actually come out and said that they're inspecting just because they've said they want to inspect every team. Before the end of testing, which hopefully means we won't have a situation where it's just hanging over the first few races and yeah. results are under protest and all that nonsense. So hopefully, for uh, once, the FIA have actually got their act together with something like this. It's it's all spawned from Ferrari, this, hasn't it? Uh, hasn't it? Sorry. Yeah, because they were the first one to sort of query it because supposedly they didn't fully understand how the other teams were exploiting it to the same degree so it's like well if we can't have it no one can sort of approach is it that they don't understand the exploitation of the rule or that they just don't understand the technology and how how to make it work do we not sure either that or i guess they understand it but the way their car works they can't get as much out of it perhaps fine you can't yeah, i mean, i can't imagine them just not understanding it at all it's it's mercedes and red bull that are the are they the only two teams running it? Is that right? Or, are um, they're the two of the bigger teams running it. Yeah. At least, I think. No, I can't remember really who else. I think Sauber maybe actually I heard might have had some lesser Insane. version of it, but <laughs> that doesn't sound right. But I'm sure I heard that somewhere. <laughs> a team using an engine from the previous <laughs> year and zero sponsors because nobody wants to associate with them have somehow developed a better <laughs> suspension on the grid. He bra- could protect them forward. You never know. <laughs> well, I doubt it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ted Kravitz marked them as the loan back markers. I remember yeah, him saying at some man.
1: point on coverage. Oh dear.
0: Because oh, oh Manor is one hundred percent officially no, no, never yeah. again. There was a there was a deadline during this week that was just to, to submit the entries, and it's. It was, there was a really last-ditch attempt by some investors, apparently, to, to push it through, and it failed. Yeah, they're gone for good, sadly. So they are 100% gone.
1: Ugh, such a shame.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll
1: have to stick to Scott, C- Scott Stevens in World Endurance Championship. I think they've still got him, haven't they? They're still doing the World Endurance? Yes,
0: we were talking about this last week, just saying how um, we weren't sure if they were doing LMP 1 or 2 this season, but they were doing something.
1: Yeah, it's two. I think it's two.
0: I think it's two again this season. Yeah, but they're talking about maybe doing one the year after or the year after that. It's
1: it's, mm. a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because we talk about this, you know, these suspension systems that that are sort of pretty in, invisible to to us guys. Like we we you know we're stood in the grandstands or we're, we're watching at home, and we don't you don't really see, other than hearing all the arguments about it, you don't really see anything of this suspension system, do you? Whereas yeah, the the thing we were talking about just a minute ago with the T-bars you do see that that's really visible so that's really interesting from a fan perspective so it's because of these these suspension systems these these sort of holes in. the as much as we love some of these holes in the rules and the same merit a lot of these holes in the rules lead to teams like Manor going under because they can't afford to keep up with these kind of battles
0: no it's true so yeah. It's, it's why Sauber, I think, are going to end up in trouble soon if they don't book their ideas up because they've been in money trouble now for the last three years. Is it yeah, they've that they've been struggling race to race? Like you know, they've been being fed by sponsors literally from race to race in some cases. And there was talk of them a couple of years ago while Perez and Hulkenberg were there. Um, I think were they were they there together? I think they were, weren't they? That, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. messing that up. Because that was when they they had the really good year where Perez got on the podium yeah, and actually Did you want to race, didn't they? Perez and Eriksson was there last year um with NASA and then before then it was a black and white car and I'm sure this stole uh, Force India stole Hulkenberg one year and then Perez the next Yeah, you might be right. But there, uh, there was a, there yeah. was a point back then where they were literally unsure if they were going to finish the season. At the same time, mm. Caterham were having the same kind of issues yeah, yeah. of we're not sure if we're going to finish the season because we've not got enough money left. And they they luckily got bailed out by NASA. It, it, it was it was there was the whole NASA argument with um, who, uh, was it oh, yeah, someone it was didn't primitive. get a seat? Who didn't get the
1: seat?
0: Sutil. Code yes, Light? Oh. Adrian Sutil was trying to get the seat. And he signed a deal, and because yeah, NASA yeah. came along with more money, they didn't give him the seat, and there was a whole thing and because the, the NASA sponsors paid the money up front, they managed to finish the season, then they were stuck with a dilemma of we've actually signed three drivers for next yeah. season, <laughs> and it all blew out massively, and it was a huge mess, yeah, and the bit which and this is going back two years now, so three years if you count the season where they were in financial trouble, so yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's much longer left of them. Which is a shame really because of how long they've been around. Yeah.
1: Mm. It definitely but, looks like they'd be if if one's gonna go, then they look like the next one to go, don't they? Which is a crap. Yeah, Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's interesting to see Haas doing what they're doing though as a new team. I know they're a customer team effectively, and they're buying a an old car from Ferrari and some tech from Ferrari, but that's got to then make you think that New teams coming into Formula One are probably going to have to do what they've done, because the last three new teams before them have all all gone imploded and disappeared. Mm. Um, now that Manor are completely gone, and Haas were somewhat competitive in parts last year, even though they dropped away towards the end of the season. Uh, but they've looked good in testing. They've been they've been there or thereabouts a lot of the times. So. Be interesting to see what they do this year, see if they continue the trend and move up mm um, but yeah, a lot of people didn't like that, did they because they were a customer car effectively,
1: yeah, and you could see it, I think like if you if you
0: yeah definitely
1: with a keen eye, you can definitely see the Ferrari bits on that car, yeah. And I think even even now, even even this season, it's that there are sort of certain aspects. It's not dissimilar, is it? Yeah, that's definitely reminiscent of of the Ferrari in in some ways.
0: Yeah, um, I know we mentioned Sauber. There was, um Sauber have signed Tatiana Calderon as a development driver this week? And I have no idea who she is. Yeah, I had to actually do a bit of googling. So she's a current GP three driver. She's 23. Three, twenty-three. 20, uh, uh GP three, as in competed last season. I think last season and this season. I believe. Oh, well, I obviously didn't watch GP three close enough <laughs> <laughs> um, um, because I don't. I don't. Know what his name is. Yeah, uh, we we sort of were saying earlier. I think it's interesting just because she does seem to have got this on merit, and it's not another. Um, Carmen Jordan situation, which yeah, which you know, a lot of people said a lot of nasty things about her, but considering she never went anywhere near driving that car when she was at Renault, it was pretty clear she was there for marketing purposes and nothing else. It's it is very harsh, and I have a very strong opinion about it. But I think she was there purely for marketing purposes, as in a good-looking woman that drives a car. F- moderately fast but she crashes into everyone all the time yeah honestly if you, if you watch train in anything no and I, I don't get me wrong i've seen footage of her driving sports cars in like f1 you know side specials that they do when the yeah. channel's not running and stuff like that. and she's a damn good driver she'll be better she's better than i'll ever be but <laughs> she wasn't in my opinion good enough to be where she was um and it's in again no offense to the man but I think Bruno Senna had a little bit of that where he was projected up into Formula 1 because of his name and who he was and yeah. I don't think he ever quite had it in him to be in Formula 1 it certainly helped mm. didn't it uh, and I think that was more his name he was good in some of the lower formulas and he, but he never really did much in Formula E as well did he and I, I hoped that Formula E would maybe excel and prove everyone wrong yeah, but it was... he never did much there but then again he was hampered by a Crap car, I think wasn't. it? That's he? true, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think every ta- every time Bruno's been in sort of either of these two series, he's never had the the the, the, uh, the tools to to sort of prove himself no. quite as much as a lot of the other drivers, has he? So I'm sure if you put him in, you know, who, I mean, who do you think's better, Bottas or or Bruno Senna?
0: Bottas. Yeah, Bottas would run rings around him, I think. But, uh,
1: yeah. What about compare him to? Ericsson or Bruno Senna?
0: See, that's the tricky um, one, isn't it? It's like we were saying last week with... um, Who are we talking about? Um, in Nic- Formula E? Yeah, Nicholas Prost, weren't we? And yes. it's, he's, because he's in a team with uh, Boemi who's winning everything, it's really hard to judge how good he is. Mm. Well, I watched Marcus Ericsson when he was in GP2, and he was a really good driver then. Um, He wasn't the best that season that I watched him, but he was up there uh, and he to me was one of the ones I was kind of earmarking as he could do okay in Formula 1 but he was in a Sauber last season, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I wouldn't want to judge anyone's career on being in that car last season Uh, and Unfortunately, he's still there, isn't he? Yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's the Sauber. Yes, yeah, I am thinking it's, he's moved, but it's, that's Magnuson that's moved, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, it's really hard because it's putting somebody in a really crap car. Um, but he did score points in the Sauber, to be fair to him. He has scored points in it. Mm. So I don't know, it's tough. I think Ericsson's slightly better than Senna. I'm, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I think so. Not by much, but I think he is. Hard to know. Any more while you while you're on it, Um
1: Calder <laughs> Calderon or uh, <laughs> or Bruno Senna.
0: I've never seen Calderon, so I'm going to say Senna. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she scored points in GP three in two races last season.
1: Yeah, I'm just reading. She led at Spa in the rain.
0: Well, that's, that's no mean feat. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's, that's good going. That's yeah. 2015.
0: Um, but it seems like she may be quite... better than Senna then. <laughs> yeah. That could be a running game for the show. Senna or... Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I was just thinking that. He's officially our yardstick now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are they better than Senna? Yes. <laughs> okay, they need to have a seat. <laughs> I've got one more.
1: Joylyn Palmer or oh. Bruno
0: Senna? Oh, Ah that's hard because yeah. I, I I want to endorse Palmer as again, I had this rant last week, I think, of G P two series. It annoyed me that he won that series and had to sit on the sideline for a good couple of years before even getting a sniff yeah. at driving that car regular. Um the only problem is he did not do anything to justify <laughs> him being in the car really last season. He had a really bad year. Yeah, I, I'm amazed he's
1: still in it. I can't believe he's very lucky. Got still that drive.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, well, him and his dad are, not to the extent of um, Prost's involvement, but him and his dad have got ties into Renault in some way, shape or form. I'm not sure exactly how, but his dad is involved in there and his dad's got a fair bit of money as well, I think. Uh, yeah, that'll yeah, help him N- do. Not as much as a certain someone we'll come on to later, <laughs> but we'll save that for later. Um, and then the last thing I suppose we'll go about before moving on was the new wets that they tested Uh, Today, as we record, uh, they had the wet sessions, and apparently the wets are better, but the inters aren't as good as last season. Yes, the big complaint last season was that the wet tyres just aquaplane too easily, and they were basically only good for following the safety car. Um, So the consensus after today seems to be that the wets are much better, although they did say there wasn't really enough water down on the track to properly tell. Um, yeah. But then some more than one driver said that the Intermediates seemed to just burn out within a lap or two. Mm. So yeah. it seems like Prelly have got one thing right and one thing wrong. It's, it's a difficult test, though, isn't it? Because chucking water on a baking hot northern well, is thing Spanish yeah. Track yeah, yeah, yeah. is not really an ideal test of wet weather conditions because despite the track being damp it's baking hot and it, you know that water even if the track is wet the water is going to warm up pretty quickly yeah. and then eventually disappear which I think a couple of people like Hulkenberg were saying that this isn't a real test no. because doing this in this condition is not a authentic and b like it's not going to last and it's not going to work like yeah. it would in a real scenario yeah, so well,
1: the tires are the tarmac is is going to be warmer Full stop. Yeah. So, that, so therefore, it's going to be a yeah. lot easier to heat the tire. And the whole problem with with the rain is that it cools the, t- the tarmac, and therefore none of that heat mm-hmm. is able to transfer into the tire. So, yeah, I can see how it's just it's a completely unfair test. It's not it's not really representative at all.
0: It's um it's especially stupid when you've got um, Paul Ricard in France, which is set up with a sprinkler system to yeah imitate wet weather. Yeah in Formula 1's wisdom, they just drive some big trucks around and pour water on a road in well, Spain. It's like... They were they were meant to do a test provisionally at Paul Ricard, were they not, this yeah, season? Yeah, I thought that.
1: Yeah, I thought that.
0: I I thought they were either doing one session at Paul Ricard and one at Catalonia, or even potentially having the two sessions at Catalonia and then a very short session. There were rumblings at... of it, but it just seems to have gone by the wayside, doesn't it? Because there used to be a Bahrain test if I remember rightly, to yeah. test for the conditions out there, and they don't seem to have done that for the last year or two. Nope. But then again, all those have become night races, haven't they? So I suppose it's it's redundant because they're now racing those in cooler temperatures, yeah. which are more similar to yeah, the true. day races in Europe. So I, I suppose that makes sense. I think I've called it um, a bit in
1: Sochi if they, do, if they do do a night race there. There'll be no track temperature. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be freezing. <laughs> no. a winter Olympics there. <laughs> <laughs> no chains on Frost track. <laughs>
0: It just blows my mind that there's last season there was so much complaint about the wet weather tyres, and then they just seem to be missing every opportunity to do anything about it this year. Like, Test at Silverstone, it's been pouring it down for Exactly, us, yeah. <laughs> like, why go over there? Come here. You come and and your... all, they're all pretty much on the doorstep of Silverstone <laughs> I know, as well. Yeah. They could, like, roll the car around the car. Oh, it's raining, lads, let's go and do some wet weather testing. Pirelli probably, probably got t-
1: better data from the Mercedes launch event than they did at the entire <laughs> day in Barcelona today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, ridiculous. ridiculous. Nice. So... That's pretty much the news out of the way. Shall we? Um, shall we talk about the most pressing matter of this week? Well, and last week, which was liveries and car designs. New cars, yay! And cars <laughs> and ranking how they look. I love how... I love car launch season. It's my, one of my favorite times of the year. This in in it is anything, it. yeah. It in is. life, <laughs> It's so fun. <laughs> it's so nerdy to be this enthusiastic about car launches. This year. The three of us three of us sat together in a group chat going, Oh, the next car's coming <laughs> in the minute, guys. Yeah, Are you watching the McLaren launch? Ah! <laughs> this year as well, it was just all one week, just bang one after the other. It was it was great. Yeah, Absolutely it was actually good to be so regimented. Everyone yeah. had a date and everyone stuck to it and it was just like boom day one, boom, day two, and it was good. Much better than in the past. Loved it. Uh so we did a little bit of things as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, some people were a little offended by some of your rankings. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, we had a, a vote between us. We all worked out a top ten and then kind of amalgamated them. We mostly agreed on things. There are a couple of discrepancies. Mm. Yeah, I think that the top two we pretty much all agreed on, Yeah. I which we'll get to. The bottom The bottom, bottom two we definitely agreed yeah. on in, in those exact positions. Yeah, the bottom two. Um, <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> some of them in the middle are controversial, but let's let's start at the bottom and work our way up. If you are interested in reading the full article, Chris offended people with, by the way, <laughs> just head to backofthegrid.com, com, which is our official website, and you can read it in all all its glory. So the bottom of the list, or first, <laughs> depending on how you read it, the worst, the first of the worst is and i'm sure no one could be surprised by this Drum roll, the vjm10 oh, the
1: force india it's the so force bad india. the forehead
0: the... india <laughs> oh i not heard that until just now <laughs> that's good i love that that's it for the rest of the season they are known as forehead india it, it's getting worse the more i see it it's i think the thing is like the last few years has been a lot of really dull grey and black liveries and a yes. lot of those teams now have gone and done interesting things mm-hmm. and the four senior looks even worse now because it's the yeah. only one just in this really boring gray yeah it's it's little it's little things that have annoyed me about this car though that and there's it's just a lot of little things if it was one of these things you'd let it slide but the rear wing thing the shark fin is just the most boring plain gray <laughs> with nothing on it and it looks like some kind of plastic thing that's just been stuck in the back of the car for no reason. The matters are alright after you've then got the car weird... across the back of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, let's design the livery. Oh, crap, we forgot to paint that thing. <laughs> ah, just stick it on, it would be fine. <laughs> and then you've got the weird nose, the nostril nose thing, which I know some of the teams have got the weird little thumb nose thing, which is, for, like, for regulations <laughs> and stuff. But what what is going on with the front of that? Like The huge slots up either side and stuff, it just looks... Weird. Did one of you two compare it to an antelope's face or something? Oh,
1: it was, uh, <laughs> it, lo- it looks like a anteater, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's it's, we- it's just weird. It's the- the and really then there's the thing a forehead.
1: When you- when you look on the if you look at the article and you see the two side by side, then how much better the the 2010? Yeah, yeah compared like compared to this.
0: Well, I, that's it's the I mean, Indian flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like That came in like, boom, we're here, we've got an exciting livery, look how bright and colourful we are, and now it's... Yeah. Oh, it drives me insane. The, the, bit, the bit that I like, the line that you wrote for this was, it's the the old car was a bright, vibrant car f- based on a bright, vibrant flag from a bright and vibrant country, and then you've just now got this dull grey and black thing with a little orange stripe and a tiny bit of green at the bottom. Oh, it's a business. And it, it looks like... It looks like similar to the old West McLaren liveries, which I hated oh, at the yeah, time. I yeah, with like Hacken and Coulthard era. As much as I'm a huge McLaren fan and I love McLaren, I just hated those those cars.
1: They're very boring. to look at. It.
0: Yeah. yeah, like the most exciting thing that they did was when the cigarette advertising was banned. They changed it to David and Mika, <laughs> but it was still <laughs> still in the West cigarettes font yeah. with the little little logo <laughs> thing that the West had. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, yeah, that's definitely bottom of the list. It's yeah. got the forehead issues, it's got arrow issues, it's got a horrible back fin, it's got a dodgy nose. Um I could rant about it all day.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's not that we'll, quick we'll... either by the look of it, either.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing is if it was all for huge aero benefit and they were suddenly like pushing the top three, you'd be like, okay, we'll let it slide. They've they've obviously gone substance and performance over aesthetics, which is fine with me if it works and it does a good job. But it doesn't even do that. Mm. Just a bad car. Sorry, VJ, but it's rubbish. Yeah, Because VJ is obviously listening. He <laughs> <laughs> will be when the podcast is called The Force India's Rubbish. Yeah, you'll, you'll,
1: have, you'll just hear a knock on the door one
0: day and uh, we'll never see it again. <laughs> VJ's lawyers. Lawsuit. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to another yeah, probably great to monstros- monstrosity, which is the Hass... Yeah, it's it's um, it's a different grey this year, but it's still grey. Yeah, I was really hoping for the black and the white and the red to be mixed in with it, which is what they usually do with yeah. the team branded yeah. NASCARs and stuff. That was my sort of thoughts, and I was hoping for black, red, and white effectively, which you kind of get on that back fin, and that's the bit of the car that I do like. That is probably the only reason, other than the forehead, that it's, it's not behind a false India. It's like um, it's almost like they had like all these exciting designers have all these ideas like of cool things to do with the car and they've said no no you can do what you want with the fin but the rest of it's just going to be grey <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, I mean it's a good looking fin I'll give them that
1: it, it, the fin does look really cool I think
0: more, it's more got of that please like, the, the nice geometric design and black red and white with a touch of the grey Um, it's, yeah it needs to look more like that on the rest of the car yeah mm. it's just yeah there's not much in the way of sponsors on that car though either is there no, just just that. noticing that the main sponsor on it is Haas. <laughs> Imagine that. But then again, he's got tons of money from all his American sponsors. Right, anyway, yeah, he's fine. He can survive with just his wind shear <laughs> front front wing sponsorship. So this is the controversial one in number eight. Yeah, on your I, I stress your list, Chris. <laughs> your list. <laughs> you put this car here. Uh, I defended people that were upset with this by saying well i originally put it somewhere around fifth before chris moved it it's not my list <laughs> uh, but number eight is the sauber or the packet of rothman's for those who are old enough to remember rothmans. <laughs> i never smoked them i'm not old enough to have smoked them but i do remember a rothman's williams a lot of people really like this car but i think that's why i think people look at this and they see a rothman's yeah, williams it's, because it's, it's that's what one. i saw and that's it's, why yeah. i liked it it's. But. I think the thing is, I think you said, Stu, that because of the shade of blue, the gold looks brown instead of gold. Mm. And it's just... I don't know. I like what they're going for, but I just don't think they've pulled it off I somehow. Think
1: I... From certain angles, it does look okay. I think from the angle we've got yeah. in the article, I think it looks good. But then when you look at it from the side or from dead on the front then it just you, you, that it needs that white to bring the gold up and without that white it just looks
0: yeah. down. The the thing that I found with this one is it was quite an early one in the list wasn't it, it wasn't yeah. one of the first official ones in fact yeah there was the Williams like render then this was the first proper car yeah so initially you saw this and you thought Oh, this could be a good year for liveries if everything's on par with yeah. this. This is be and then I think as more brighter, vibrant cars have come out, it's kind of dulled this one out a little bit. But then, as the more aggressive-looking cars have come out as well, such as things like the Ferraris and the way that the side pods look on that, and the Mercedes and even the Renault, it's there's a lot of things that have just kind of bumped this further and further down. That's and the thing, like it just looks so sort of boxy and yeah mm. it just doesn't look like a very aerodynamic car does it compared to the rest no and i'll I'll agree the more i look at the other cars on track over this week the less i've liked yeah. the album and the further move down my list i think it was just that initial oh that's a cool idea of seeing the first car and maybe it was that buzz over it that some people are still feeling i don't know who I'm knows. starting to agree with you, slowly, on <laughs> this discussion. People will come round to our way of thinking. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely a good idea. I like it, but... Yeah, now you've said that the gold looks a bit brown. All I can see is like a weird tan brown really colour and not yeah. gold anymore. It's a bit fake tan, For, isn't it? If they and made it, the they, could
1: have, they could have made that gold, like a metallic bright gold, and it'd look awesome. I think that'd yeah. look really, really cool. Like a more, more towards like a yellow kind of.
0: Is 25 years a golden anniversary, though? Yes, it is, yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. I think, then. Right, we'll Just check it, I suppose. Should we move on to number seven? Let's move on. Uh, what was number seven, Chris? Number <laughs> seven is the Williams, which looks like a Williams. That it pretty does. pretty much look the same for the last, what, three, four years I've had the Martini yeah. sponsorship back. Yeah, there was last season, and I think the season yeah. before that. It's fine. It, it looks like a Martini-Williams. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing that mode. I liked about this was the way that the um the martini stripes look like they're kinda of fluttering in the wind up the um yeah, fin nice. to make the fin look yeah. nice. Um it does look a bit distorted depending on what angle you look at it from. Like the angle that we've got in the article, it looks like they've painted it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because you can't see the curvature <laughs> yeah. of the um, of the rear of the car. But generally I think on the track that'll look quite cool. It'd be really cool if they led it on and it actually moved. Or um, cool. one of those, you remember those plastic things we had when we were kids that looked different from different angles when you hold it? Oh, like a so hologram. as it goes cam. around a corner, it like goes... hologram oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. cars. Why, why has no that. one
1: done that? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea.
0: Like a car that as it goes around a corner, the red the bull could like... Yeah, change <laughs> colour. And the prancing horse could like go... Yeah. Animal oh. impressions. <laughs> 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 Uh, That's speak- exactly what you listen to an F one podcast yeah. for. <laughs> Beacon of prancing horses, Ferrari number six. Which I just don't think Ferrari have made a good looking car for a number of years. To be completely honest, the noses have been bad for a few years. Bad I I, re- I really like the side pod design of this. I think like it looks really is- aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and I like that.
1: that. If, uh, if, a, if a little big though, do you find do you- look- big? Yeah.
0: The, I think the thing with them though is the 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 air intake on the side pod it's kind of not very high but very wide whereas a lot of the other cars seem to have slightly narrower but then they're sort of taller as in they go further down the car and they're more rounded so i think it's maybe i don't know maybe they think they're getting an aero benefit of it from it or something yeah it must be maybe they're using more of the air down low directing it around the back of the car underneath it definitely looks that way to make it wider up top to be able to get enough air in to cool the engines yeah don't know
1: but it's it's very cool it is a very cool looking car it almost looks like yeah. there's a hole in the top of the uh, sideboard next to the cockpit it looks like there's a hole going down into the thing but actually yeah it's the barge board's just kind yeah. of
0: merge in, don't they yeah it's really yeah. really cool um the it's just what the ferraris have been for the last few years though isn't it since the santander came mm-hmm. along it's red with some splashes of white and a red santander logo so on those yeah. white bits mm. um we we commented on the nice touch of the Italian flag to brighten up the uh, shark fin. Uh, yeah. that's another cool little use of that. Unlike some teams,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I do like that. I, I like it's just a bit of creativity on there. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the teams that leave it blank, then it, it it does say afterthought to me if they leave it blank. Yeah. they they must have designed delivery before they realized they were putting a uh, putting a wing putting a fin on it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, um, i go on, What's next? Obviously, I was going to move on unless you have something else to say about the Ferrari. No, no, I was I was going to move on too. So let's move on together. Cool. Number five, Red Bull, which is another car that's basically got the same livery it has for the last few seasons. See, I liked this one a little more than the ranking suggests. From memory, I think I did a bit higher up. Didn't it's, I? I mean, yeah, it's a good livery. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I suppose. Yeah, I agree with like, that. I, for, for me. For me, it was more the the look of the car than the livery. Cause... Well, it's a weird one, because I think our first reaction we all had was, that's obviously missing loads of aero bits that are going to yeah, yeah But they don't finished. seem to have, actually. Yeah. Well... And actually, looking at it today, it still doesn't have that much aero going on, which for a Red Bull designed by Adrian Newey is weird. I've mm. seen some comments, though, from people like um, Verstappen and Ricciardo that... It's, we've not shown our hand yet. Yeah. Um, which, Red Red Bull strike me as the team that, especially when you've got someone like Adrian Newey coming up with it, you would kind of almost trust the guy to say, if we put this on uh, last minute, it's going to earn us half a second. It'll go. And if we add this over here, it's going to add another half a second. We've got a second in the bag. Mm. Let's test it without them and then put them on after because they've done things like that before, have not put bits on until literally they're lining up at Melbourne to, yeah. to qualify and things, well, not qualify, but, you know, practice and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. things come out of the woodwork suddenly and appear on these cars. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if we saw that, especially with those kind of comments of, yeah, we've not we've not shown us potential yet coming from the team. The other so, thing you know, is Christian Horner has spent most of the winter talking down their chances, which... To me, is a sign that they actually think they're onto something and will probably be do- yeah doing well this season.
1: The front wing has got an interesting hole in the front of it, the nose.
0: Yeah, the nose. The, yeah. vacuum cleaner nose. Yeah, um, i heard them trying to get him, uh, Newey, to explain that, and he didn't really want to go into a huge amount of detail. But yeah. he just said it was it was to direct airflow where they wanted it, yeah. <laughs> which we kind of know that that's what it's well, there yeah. for. <laughs> nice one. So. Predominantly
1: for driver cooling, I think I believe is the uh, is the line is towing there.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, there's there's a lot of rules around yeah, openings yeah. that you're that's allowed really on the front of the car. Of the car. It's um, it all spawns from the the whole left duct thing, doesn't it? Of McLaren. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to if someone gets hold of some technicals that explain that a little bit more
1: one thing i do yeah. really like about that car is the is the sort of sloped angle on either side of the side pods they sort of hunker Drop down away it looks a little bit like a weightlifter with big shoulders Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bit of a unit
0: I... it definitely looks a lot more aggressive from the front than what it does from the side on because like you say when you see it side on you sort of see um, not much aero going mm. on because it's maybe not all there. When you see it from the front with that kind of ugh, staunch kind of look, yeah. it's, it does look quite aggressive. I wouldn't want to see it in my mirrors if I was an F1 driver, that's no, for sure. yeah, yeah. Um, next, Chris, what did you put in fourth? Fourth is the Renault, which yeah. is a damn good-looking car, I think. Yeah, I it's, like um, this car. Yeah, I do like this one. Best-looking fin? quite possibly um they've got one of those weird cutouts i was talking about where they've not gone for a full just square stick it on the end kind of thing Mm. um looks a bit and the little yellow stripes quite nice along the top because it's subtle yeah Yeah. and they've actually printed something on it and not just had a big void at the top yeah it looks considered
1: Um, to me all yeah that's that's, that's what makes it stand out More to me is that, and the rake on it is really—it's got a really nice rake to it, and the way the lines work with that rake on the car looks looks really great. And they launched it with the soft tires on it as well, which adds to the appeal. I think. Yeah,
0: it just looks quick, doesn't it? Even when it's standing still, it looks yeah Yeah, like it's going very quickly. It is unfortunate on this on a nice all black and yellow car. They have then got a stupid green and red Castrol logo on all that.
1: I don't mind that. I I quite like the splash of color. I think it's it's nice to see a little bit of difference on it. Yeah. uh,
0: I like their consistency, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> sadly the uh, the Formula E could bring it back to Formula E. The Formula E livery on that Renault is awesome. Yeah, the the, the Renault blue. Formula
0: E is, might be the best looking car in racing at the moment. In the kind of it's, matte electric blue, sort of look. the The only thing I've tried to work out with that is is it to do with the E dams part? What's the E dams part of Renault? So what that's is the that?
1: dams are a race team, aren't they? So it's
0: yeah, so is that their colour rather than the Renault colour? I'm not sure, to be honest. And I'm just wondering, I, that, that was just my first thoughts when we first started talking about this, is is the blue the dam's colour, and then you've got the wings in the black with the yellow trim, which is the Renault colour in, in a similar sort of look to the rear end of the F1 car, the black with the yellow trim. I don't know.
1: Hmm.
0: The Michelin logos suit that perfectly, though. The yeah, the blue and yellow. Mm. Such a good looking car. The
1: uh, the Renault team have been told off this week for having a, uh, a the rear wing. Did you hear about this? The rear wing. Yes, um, that's changed their connection. rear wing region, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the the connector that leads up to the DRS function connects directly to the to the sort of arm that houses all the motors and stuff like that for it. And apparently right. that's not allowed. It has to connect to the bit underneath there, and then connect
0: to the interesting clearly trying interesting things though at least
1: so yeah yeah definitely
0: so what we thought was a silly silly move for hulkenberg looking at that car may not necessarily be that yeah well they're being aggressive
1: if they're already being told up for for being too sort of out there then it's it's and the car looks very true as well
0: so yeah um number three what did we put number three chris <laughs> number three is the mclaren and i'm looking at it now and that is not the third best looking car on the grid is it the more no. i see it, the less i like it like I know, it's, I have the, opposite.
1: Uh... I, the more i see it, the more i like it on track it looks great i think there's it does it's just a too much track. Track.
0: black it's too much black yeah, i think just lot the lot fact that it's a mclaren track. that's interesting we got a bit overexcited maybe but yeah it's... Yeah, we got overzealous with this one. It looks big, though. It... I put this at number one, for God's sake. Did, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, it's a McLaren and it's got orange on it! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not a good thing to have done. It I definitely... wish I'd put it a bit lower now. It definitely looks aggressive. Very, it does. Yeah. I, like, I like the nose gills. Yeah. Yes, the no those gills are a highlight for me too. The
1: S the way that the way they join onto the S duct at the end of the gills as well, and the way that you can see there's just a tiny, tiny little hint of a hole behind the final yeah g- That's yeah. sucking up all that air. I think I think it'll be a decent car. If they can if Honda can just get their act together, then that is a yeah. quick
0: car. I th- I think they've got a good aero package look just looking at it. Mm. Um and it is going to depend on if Honda do get their act together. I agree with you there totally. It's definitely the most interesting looking McLaren in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, 97 or 98 they went to that. Yeah, since then. That's basically. still the Mercedes look when they ditched Honda last. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um. The There was the Honda, the Tag Heuer, that were both that red and white Marlboro yeah. colour in and then, yeah, and then they went into... It was defi- definitely 98 because 98 and 99 were um, Hakkinen's years, weren't they? And they were both grey and black that time. Yep. So it could have been 97. I could be. It could be earlier, but definitely from 98. The, yeah, the only thing for me is it does remind me a little bit of the Manor, Marussia. It does, yeah. Yeah, Virgin some of those photos, man. It looks
1: red in some of those. So in the photos, yeah. where it looks red. It looks very, very Marussia.
0: It definitely looks better yeah. on track. It does. Uh, and I just hope that they understand how excited people got about the orange and just gradually put more orange on the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope. Until the fact that it's just orange. <laughs> yeah. I-, I could live with that. I could happily yeah. live with that. Yeah. So, number two, which is a car that I didn't rate as highly as this initially, but it's oh. grown on me more and more every single time I've seen it to the fact that I would now consider it a number one contender it, for looks. It was my number one. It's the Toro Rosso. Um, yeah. I was I was worried that, because this was the last car to launch, and I was thinking, am I just getting a bit over-excited because this is the newest one? No. It's The more I've seen of it, mm-hmm. the more convinced I am. It is the best-looking car on the grid. What this... I say as we have it in number two, but... This go. this is one of the cars that's been getting so much positive feedback about the way it looks, um, and it's na- it's just nice to see him step out from the Red Bull definitely big yeah. sister team, yeah. Um, yeah, and just be a bit different because uh, year, for years that car has just been a slightly darker version of the main Red Bull car with a Red Bull on it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's just like it slightly almost... darker colours. It was almost like they were scared. If somebody saw the two cars next to each other, they'd look at that one and not the red Bull, which is the one they want you yeah. to be looking at. Mm. And it's like but they never this. finally just let them go for it. And yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. on on this, um, the the thing that I like about this is that there's so much error that's similar to what you must have surely now worked out is the winner of this. If you haven't, then you must be new to F1 and not realise what cars you haven't mentioned. <laughs> or car, singular. Um, but they have so much in common, and I think that's why they are number one and number two, because they it's things like the nose. The nose is a proper nose. It's not Just one of these silly s- little things that's got a snub on it to conform <laughs> with the regulation. And it's a proper nose. And it's yeah. still sort of quite long and slender as well, not sort of the fat yeah. thing that um, like uh, McLaren have got. Yeah. It's, it's the thing as well, the, the picture that you um, retweeted where somebody s- sliced half of a Toro Rosso next to half of the Mercedes and there's so much in common. like It looks like the same car, just painted half yeah. and half like a half and half pizza. I would it's... love it to be faster than the Red Bull this year. That oh, would be yeah. so That's good. Great. It.
1: it looks like a proper F1 car to me, that car. It really it does. One Do you of... know who would love yeah. it to be faster than Red Bull?
0: Danny Kvyat, oh, yeah, oh yeah,
1: definitely. That, that would be fantastic if it was.
0: I, I really want to just see him overtaking Verstappen. Yeah. That's all I want from this. I season. I do, but I'm just scared he'll crash into him. It probably it's yeah. more
1: likely to hit him than he is to uh, <laughs> yeah. overtake him.
0: Just see red and crash into him. Yeah. So it more, more for um, science's pers- perspective. I want that car to do well. Yeah, because science is one of those we discussed about for Red Bull drivers getting overlooked in Formula One. I think science is one of those that, if uh, Ricciardo doesn't r- relinquish that seat at some point, or Verstappen doesn't do something ridiculous or move to another big team, that science is going to disappear. I'm I'm scared f- mm. from F1, and he's he's a really good driver that yeah, just needs a shake. He's yeah. definitely better than Bruno Senna, that's for sure. Yeah. On the yardstick (laughs) of Izzy Senna, he's definitely better than Senna. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then the obvious winner, as we said at this point, was the Mercedes. The Mercedes W08 EQ Power Plus. Yep, (sighs) to give it its full and official title. Which almost makes Um, you want to rank it lower, but there we go. It's it's just an aggressive car. It's got a nice nose. There's so much going on around the side pods with the podge boards. And I still stuff. can't get my head around what's going on in front of the side pods. No, I need to look at. It. I need to see some kind of technical airflow it's example. the like web. Yeah. The word stuff.
1: The word demon springs to mind. It is just an yeah. absolute monster
0: of a car, and it's proven to be oh, so yeah. as well in yeah. testing. Yeah, but then also just like walking away with it already even though Mercedes obviously has to be just a silver car, they've got these really cool kind of aqua blue stripe things going down. Yeah. And... and this is, this is a thing for me is obviously that silver, horrible black and silver era that we've talked of a McLaren, where it was so boring was probably dictated somewhat by the fact that they were a, a Mercedes factory team of sorts, weren't they? They were the lead yeah. uh, Mercedes team. But yeah, an actual factory team from mercedes don't seem to have that problem when it comes to design like i know it's another sponsorship color because it's the patronus colors and that's why they're there but they work really well together and whoever's designing the cars little things like the the wheel rims having the patronus green on them and stuff like even the um, mercedes badge on the nose has got a hint of the green into the bag yeah. as well
1: yeah it's just yeah. those small touches isn't it that that make it again yeah. make it look like a complete design it doesn't look like as an afterthought on there mm.
0: the one the one thing i did want to point out that's similar on these cars which surprised me to find out is the front suspension uh, we talked a little bit about it before the show but to bring it up properly they both have the same front suspension system which is where the arms actually reach out to the wheels the top arms slightly higher than they need to and then a kind of a Have an attachment that joins them back down to where they should be, and it's all for aero benefit. Now, teams have been doing this with the rear suspension for the last couple of years, and everyone pretty much does something similar with the rear suspension. But Toro Rosso is the only team, other than Mercedes, that's experimented with setting up the front suspension in this slightly different manner to get a better airflow through the front of the car, and that caused us to do a little bit of digging and trying to work out who is the lead aero guy at Toro Rosso because they're not really a team where you think, oh, it's a newie or something like that. So we did a bit of digging to work out who the aerodynamicist was uh, because it's not really a topic you really have of who is the aero guy at Toro Rosso. It's a guy called Brendan Gilholm. Upon further investigation of looking at his LinkedIn profile, (laughs) we noticed he was the principal aerodynamicist at uh, one Mercedes AMG Patronus Imagine for three that. years before moving on to Scuderia Toro Rosso. So is there some inspiration there from something he's seen years gone by that he's maybe thought, well, they've not done it yet. Let's let's do it. Or maybe he's got connections that are still sliding him little sneaky post-it notes like you did at school. <laughs> like, <"F- laughs> try this, mate. Try this. It's, a hell of but a it's just weird it's how not. similar they are in Aero. Yeah, I think. And then to, to instantly see this connection and think, hang on a minute. <laughs> Could be one for the future, this guy. <laughs> he, he seems all right.
1: He's the next Adrian Newey.
0: We'll, we will see. We will see. He has also worked at Sauber, though, just saying. Mm, that's a shame.
1: But he's not working there now, and look where they are.
0: Exactly. And the t- at the time he left, they started going to, yeah, there. That's, uh, there we go, then. That's it, he's the secret, he's the key to it all. He is the key. The missing link. He sent sent Sauber to ruins, he brought (laughs) brought Mercedes their current luck and fortune, and now he is bringing it to Toro Rosso. He is the key. (laughs) (laughs) Massive discoveries here at Back of the Grid. and This is why you need to tune in every week. Proper journalism. Yeah proper journalism. I'm going to go write an article about this Brendan guy. Do it. It'll probably be rubbish, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, so with deliveries out of the way, we'll do a relatively swift roundup of things we've not mentioned in testing, just because of how long we've <laughs> a- talked about our car design. Episode, we've not talked about testing. <laughs> I know. It, I'm know. i blaming Stu because he's the design guy and <laughs> I- he's just not shut up about the cars all <laughs> night. You should hear the halfway right. we've cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so day one day one of testing at Catalonia. Um surprise surprise we saw a Mercedes top the charts and surprise surprise we saw a Sauber bringing up the rear yeah, by um, some margin as well yeah, two seconds off the next nearest car, five <sighs> seconds off the Mercedes overall uh, and it wasn't for lack of trying because they put in a, almost as many laps as the Mercedes bar one, Yep. but in fact they put in the fifth Most laps of 11 drivers, just glancing at it. Hmm. One, two, three, four, yeah, fifth. Um, The only teams really far in front of them were uh, Ferrari doing 128 and Massa breaking 100 with 103 for Williams. Uh, The other cars that ahead of them were close to them anyway. It was both the Mercedes drivers doing 70-something each and then the Sauber doing 72. But they claimed it was due to them doing setups and stuff. Um, mm. and that's why they were where they were. But oh, they want to be going I quicker
1: than that if they're doing setup.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Bit- um, um, didn't see much of Alonso, did we? That was supposed to be his day. No, immediate oil problem oh, in the Honda. Yeah, th- this is what Managed really twenty nine th- laps all day.
1: This really worries
0: me because
1: if. If you're if, if, Honda, have one job, right? Honda's only job on this car is to design an engine that will fit in the space. And if they can't design <laughs> the oil tank of that engine to fit in the space, or if if there's a flaw in that design and it's faulty when it's on the car, how have they how have they got to testing and that's the case?
0: It doesn't bode well, does it?
1: It's it's so, so well, bad.
0: I, this this is why we would make good journalists if we were allowed to be them. Please let us <laughs> Formula One. Because that is exactly the questions that I saw Ted Kravitz put into Eric Boulier. He was saying: How have you gone through all winter with computer aided design and everything that you've done and not realised this thing is a problem? Mm. You can't right, get to... It's not. It's not even like it's the first time they've turned the engine. Yeah. How have they got that far? You can't get to testing day one and go, oh, it, it doesn't go, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, We've pressed the go button and it's not gone. I don't, I don't know what to do. Like that's, like you say, one job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. It, 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 luckily, things did get a little bit better over the weekend, uh, over the week. Sorry, but not by much. No. Um, so we'll discuss more in a moment. Uh, and then some sensor and battery issues hampered Ricciardo, who ended up fifth overall, just over a second away from Hamilton's time, which was a one twenty one seven for the record. Uh, but he only managed something like fifty laps. Yeah, they had a pretty rubbish first start actually. Red Bull. Yeah, um, but all these teams having problems uh, were playing that classic line mm. of, uh, oh yes, at least it's only day one of testing, though it's not Melbourne, is it? We've got we've got eight more days, so we can get this signed out. Like with McLaren, at the minute, you think, oh god, yeah, it be more. At, le- at like least that. Red Bull, you have some faith in them actually sorting out whatever the problem is, and it's just a freak accident or. You know, weird problem that won't come up all the time. With McLaren, you hear something like that, and you think, "Oh, not again." Mm.
1: It just, yeah. it just, it harks back to Honda's first year of testing. For Honda's first year back, sorry. Yeah. It, it was exactly the same then, and look how far behind they were all season. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. And
1: as, as soon as I heard that they were, they were just completely new architecture, completely new design on the engine. I knew this would happen. I just knew it yeah. as soon as I heard that. I thought it's going to be this. It's going to be two thousand and four, uh, two thousand and fifteen, all over again.
0: I I mentioned it to you. I think during the car release we reading, I I was mentioning to you the comments that they'd made, where they'd kind of they were claiming that they'd start again with the engine and yeah. scrapped the whole. Let's make it compact. I can never remember. Was that was that um, Honda saying we want to make this really compact engine, or was it McLaren saying this is the way the car's designed, make it fit?
1: I think it was the latter.
0: Um, yeah, I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. Mm. Uh, and it appears they've now ditched that. I mean, yeah, McLaren's go... noticeably a chunkier car this year, so I guess yeah. they've just given them a bit more space to... I, I suppose the question would be, is were McLaren being overly aggressive with how tightly packaged they want it? I don't know. Because it didn't look much slimmer at the back than any other car on the grid in previous... So, can't have been that that much of a big ask for for Honda, surely? Yeah, well, think. there's a lot
1: more. There's a lot more. The weird thing is, there's so much more space to it with now in these cars as well, because they're like yeah. a foot wider. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, exactly.
1: So, <laughs> so, oh, it's just it's beggars belief. I cannot believe it's happened again. Yeah,
0: it's a worry. Mm. Let's hope it's a blip. We, we all have blind hope when it comes to McLaren. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I don't, And don't get me wrong, I love McLaren. They are, they are my favourite, probably my favourite Formula 1 team. Same. So it, it kills me to see them in this position.
0: It still feels like they're a few years away from even coming close to winning, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not. I, we're, the, the best that they can hope for this season, in my opinion, is to be consistently in the points. The, the way that it's looked from testing. That'd be a success for this season yeah that's what I mean they want that's the best that they can aim for at the minute because there's no way they're going to push the top teams like they once would and they're definitely a light year away from winning races oh sure especially when you've got a season like last season where Mercedes shut everyone out but Ricardo and Verstappen and the only reason they they let Verstappen through is they crashed into each other yeah so well yeah each other (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. No I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um day two we saw the first sighting of the double T Wing mentioned earlier. How how many how many T's do you reckon we're gonna have by the end of the season? Ooh, I, well I don't know. We saw we saw two variants of the double T Wing actually, because the double T Wing I was referring to when I posted that comment in our little show notes was the fact that Mercedes had added the one that obviously wasn't part of a fin, it was on like a, a an arm, and it had like two wings on it uh, across and then joined mm-hmm. by end plates, similar to what the rear wings like. Uh, but then obviously there was the, uh, the Williams one, which That's had got- the, the high way. and the low, which is lovely to look at, and I assume very beneficial from an Aero point of view. Must be. With the triple T-Wing next week. (laughs) Or whenever it it will be. You know what,
1: it won't won't surprise me. Uh, I reckon we might even see a quadruple.
0: (laughs) An official back of the grid prediction, a quadruple (laughs) T-Wing will emerge. Unless they get banned in the meantime. Yeah, Yeah, which is
1: entirely possible.
0: It is indeed. Um, Has, as we said earlier, sort of not, I wouldn't say outperformed, <clears throat> but kept up with some of the bigger boys. Yeah, it's um, pretty decent day two, and the most laps as well, which is always good in testing. Yeah, did Magnussen have a problem day one that limited him to fifty-one? I can't quite I think remember. They were, yes, I can't exactly what happened, yeah. but they definitely had some kind of problem. Yeah, but Haas were one of the only teams to break a hundred that day, other than Ferrari and Mercedes, which Mercedes did do it on day one, but obviously across two drivers. Yeah. Um, but they've been showing the dominance all week in terms of, let's just go out and do some laps and put in some good times for for a laugh, almost. Uh, although Raikkonen did top day two by 0.023 of a second, <laughs> but he did top day two. So oh, yeah. And another century plus for him and Ferrari as well. It was um, young Mr. Stroll's first day in the car. Yeah, guess what he did? Spun it twice. Yeah. (laughs) And and went in the wall. Yeah, he was he was a minor in the wall, wasn't he, on day two? Um Was day two the one where he rolled into it and bumped the nose. Just a nudge into the the wall, yeah. Yeah, that video footage of him climbing out the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, did twelve laps and put it in a wall. (laughs) Uh a more war even for McLaren. Yeah. Van Dorn. Forty laps for him second bottom only behind stroll and that's probably only because he put the car in a wall which at that Um, point two days in you're already on less laps than most teams did in one day which is just not where you want to be in testing is it no not at all Uh, especially when you're trying to develop a a relatively new engine as they are um sauber moved up a little bit i wasn't sure if um This was maybe down to the issues of the other two, Van Dorn and Stroll, or possibly even Giovinazzi flattering the car, because I I watched Giovinazzi in GP2, and I like the guy. I very much hope so. On the the Senna yardstick, he's definitely better than Senna.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bruno, Bruno Senna, Bruno Senna. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah, we should always specify Bruno Senna. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely better than Bruno Senna. Oh god, it's got to be the. <laughs> Remind me. Be Bruno. Very, very careful. At that. Bruno. <laughs> yeah, that's a bold yes. claim. That's otherwise,
1: so you'd be opening up a pack of delitos.
0: <laughs> um, do you know yes, what though? just good CG of Giovinazzi in an F1 car as well. Like, yeah, he's he's got to a point where I think he deserves to be getting. Totally. Right. Um, and to be fair, he's Ferrari reserve yeah. driver, isn't he? So he's in a good place. Um, the, you know, the great, as I will call him, I refer to him as the great um, Bianchi, was in that position when he was driving for yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um I think he would have gone on in the way of Verstappen is at the minute and pushed on for world titles, given the chance. If it wasn't for the accident, like he, he was one of my, God, this guy is going to be good kind of drivers. Yeah, he, so not this season, then maybe next season he'd have been in that Ferrari. I reckon. Yeah, who, who was the? Uh, the only bad test driver I remember Ferrari having lately was Trulli. When Trulli <laughs> had to step in, did he step in for Massa when Massa got his? No, not Trulli. Um, it was Fisichella, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, you've not. Yeah, Physicala, apologies, Trulli. Yeah, yeah. I know you're listening, mate. Yeah, Fisichella. Yeah, Phys- <laughs> yeah, went it was from, um, <clears throat> He got a second place for Force India, then moved to Ferrari, and then his career was over by the end of that season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a bad time. Um, so yeah, it's good to see him doing well and um, my memory fails me as to what he, what happened on the next two days with Sauber so we'll find out if it was him or the car or mm. just other people's bad luck as we move on to day three. <laughs> um, Again, Mercedes at the top. Yeah, although oh, it was interesting reading people outside the track were all saying that the Ferrari, because turn three is kind of, with the new cars it's like borderline flat out where it's Never been like yeah. the last few seasons. And everyone was saying the Ferrari just looked planted through there constantly. Have, have you seen the video footage of the Ferrari around the track? Yes, I have. Oh, it looks good. It looks like it's on rails, doesn't it? Yeah. Um it looks like a nice car in the But corner, apparently so. the Mercedes was noticeably lifting off more and more as uh, stints stint went on through there. Are we so- are we saying lifting off, they're just taking it easy to not push or lifting off as in needs to lift off. It's from what I've read it seems like it was a necessity rather than a but then again you hmm. never know in testing do you? Yeah. It, oh there was also the discrepancy in tires because was Vettel not on softer tires than Bottas? That's a good oh, no. question. I'm not sure of the... I no, no, I, I think I'm wrong. I think Bottas was on the softer tires, uh and it was a surprise that Vettel had got within quarter of a second of him on a harder compound. Yes, that was it. I think you are correct. Um, but it depends on if Bottas is pushing the car. But yeah. they, they, they're coming close to pushing the cars, because at this point we're talking one nineteen seven for Bottas. Yeah, which was uh, fastest of the test, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, and one nineteen nine for Vettel, which are both faster, I believe, than the um, official oh. fastest time in a race weekend from Mark Webber, I believe. Yeah, I think, but there's a lap record that's a 118 or something out there. I think, yeah, Massa did a in testing, like an unofficial lap record of a 118 yeah. something. Yeah, but they've already beaten... So these laps don't count towards lap records, but they've already beaten uh, the, the Weber time from... I can't remember. They compared it to something. It was like a 2010 onwards. I can't remember what the relevance of 2010 was. No one could um, really agree on what the record was for a good like half a day, but playing oh, people like go to the history books. Track layout, it was a track layout change. Ah, yeah, of course. Two thousand and ten on the current layout, I think Webber did a one nineteen nine during a, an official race weekend, which counts. Uh, and I think there was there were maybe a second or so faster when it just had the sweeping corner rather than the slow, yeah, complex that's there now. So, uh,
1: um, Young uh, Lance
0: was in the car again. Yeah. He managed 98 laps. And then what did he do, Chris? He put it in the wall. <laughs> Can I play my soundbite now? Yes, it's time for the soundbite. Out of the race goes Pecky Inui. And Maldonado tries to go around the outside
1: of it. They almost touch, but they're not quite. But it was he over. Oh, they hit. Oh,
0: but, in the wall. Honestly, what the f*** are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, Lance. <laughs> what the expletive are we doing here? Three <laughs> crashes in two days, man. <laughs> and putting Williams out of the test as well. They didn't run at all on the yeah. fourth day because he damaged the tub. Yep. Terrible. It's not great, is it? They're not the impressions you want to make as a rookie. However... And I know you've got to get used to the car, but in my opinion, everyone's getting used to a new car because it's an evolution in the formula. So although they've all been in F1 cars before, it's new to everyone to a certain extent. I mean, to play devil's advocate... With your young new driver in a brand new car, would you rather he was tootling around at the bottom of the timesheets, achieving nothing, or banging in a bunch of laps and then putting it in the wall? Well, he did manage a one twenty two three, which obviously wasn't. How's that compared to what Massa did? Um, uh, Massa the day before managed, oh, sorry Day one did. It was a one twenty two, yeah, one twenty two zero. So he wasn't that far behind. No. I don't know what the difference in tyres were or fuel loads or anything like that, because a lot of cars were running heavy on day one from memory, which is why the times yeah. obviously dropped away in day two. but And then again, obviously, in day three as well. So I don't know what the difference there was. But as long as he was pushing and putting in good times up to that point, then yes, I suppose, you know, you put it down to yeah. youth and getting used to the car. What you do also want him to do really, I suppose, is get it out of his system in these few weeks before you line up on the grid in Melbourne because what you don't want him doing is careering into corner one at Albert Park and wiping himself and somebody else out and starting a bad reputation because in my mind, he's already now got, uh, oh God, he just crashes every time he gets in the car because he literally has. (laughs) So he needs to wipe that pretty quick. I have a feeling he's going to crash a lot this year. Well, we we had this debate the the other episode that we did where we were saying he does seem to do that. He goes into a a new series, crashes a lot, then eventually seems to get the hang he of spends it and one do okay. Yeah. Spends his first season crashing, and then his second season getting good results. Like F three but... last year, I think he his first year of it crashed all the time and got a couple of race bans. Second season, he won the championship. So, yeah. But you can't do that in F1, as a number of people will tell you. Such as Grosjean, he's in a way lucky to be where he is now. Um, Kvyat (laughs) will tell you it's not a good thing crashing into people. Um, Maldonado, (laughs) 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 he never fared too well after crashing into lots of people. Or just walls in general. So it doesn't bear well for you in F1, does it? Um, But yeah, there's the the Renaults were there or thereabouts as well which was nice to see affirming what we think of it looks aggressive and it will hopefully be somewhat competitive compared to last year because that was a car that I thought really underperformed last year and uh, yeah I wanted it to see, to see it doing a lot better so Palmer and Hulkenberg both put in 121 somethings um, so they were there or thereabouts with the Red Bulls and um, Grosjean and the like um, where did where did the Sauber come? Oh, the Sauber did come mid-table with Ericsson, yeah, they're up it? there again. Is he better than Bruno? <laughs> Get I said yes. This may be evidence. Managed 126 laps, which is, in a way, good for them. They're getting good miles yeah. under the belt and setting a somewhat reasonable time. Then again, they are um, running last year's Ferrari engine, so you'd hope at this point that engine's reliable. Exactly. Um, and then, sort of, moving on to... Uh, day four after giving Lance Stroll the what the F are we doing here award for crashing the car so hard that it ruined Massa's day um, Giovanazzi sticking with Sauber managed to put the car in fifth out of everyone 122.4, it's yeah. a decent lap that yeah, yeah. Um, and these, it was wet all day wasn't it, was it wet testing all day or did they, they have dry spells? They wet the track before it started and then they let it dry out and then after lunch they wet it again um. Yeah. Which so obviously these were all dry times. And... We've already moaned about it up to a bit. I mean, yeah. yeah. A lot of teams were quite reluctant to go out while it was wet anyway, which kind of defeats the object of doing the wet testing. But there you go. Um. um please enlighten me, because I've missed this bit due to being a little bit busy today. Before we recorded, uh, why did Kvyat only manage one lap, gentlemen? He he went out with an installation lap, came back, and they decided that they wanted to change the engine and. For some reason, that took the entire rest of the day. Oh. Uh, which is a shame. I was just wondering if he'd crashed into someone No. Or something. No. <laughs> not put wouldn't a faster time on that engine. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, Ferrari quick yeah, as well. For, yeah, Ferrari quick. Uh, another Palmer decent lap in the Renault 121.7. Mm. Um, Raikkonen topped the day with a 20.8. So, everyone else was a little way off him. Nearly a second for everyone. Yeah. Other than there was only Verstappen and Palmer that the, were within a second of him. The
1: McLaren, when it's been running, has has shown, you know, not terrible pace, I don't think, compared to where it could have be. been. Yeah. Considering they've had all the problems, and they're probably like two days behind everyone else in terms of testing, yeah. it's not looking terrible.
0: Yeah, I think when. You've got to take testing in general with a pinch of salt oh, yeah, because you can cool. you can do what you want whenever you want realistically can't you in terms of tyres, setup, yeah. fuel and yeah. so on. So it's um yeah, it's it's a difficult one to try and judge things on, but there are definite things that you're starting to see shine through, such as Mercedes are clearly gonna be up there consistently this season because they're not putting the effort in in my opinion the ferrari looks a good handling car that will keep them honest the red bulls are starting to come through after a few problems in day one and day two um so the the order's starting to fall into place but i think we'll know more by the end of the next session at least yeah which is next week isn't it it's uh tuesday the next test starts i think uh, the official dates are March 7th to March 10th, right which around the corner. is um, next Tuesday until next Friday. So we will try and do another roundup, effectively, just after that. Yep. And <clears throat> that's going to be the next show, I think, is going to be a roundup of Test 2 um, and go through actually go through testing a little more this time because we'll not get distracted by <laughs> Stu and his obsession with liveries. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we will look forward to Melbourne as to what we can expect at Melbourne. Yep, and which is far away now, is it? No, it's not. Uh, the dates for the race is the 24th. Yes. We know that well because me and Stu will be on holiday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So episode two will be a test two roundup and we will look forward to Melbourne and then race one of the year, these two chip off on their jolly holidays (laughs) and leave me to find someone to fill the gap or just talk to myself for an hour about (laughs) one or the other. Uh, But we we will, I'm sure, find someone who likes fast cars enough to talk about F1 for a little while. Must be someone Um, out there. Yeah. Do you it's... think you'll be with us next, next time, Stu, for the Roundup next week? Um, absolutely. I'd love to join you. Yeah?
1: Yeah, for sure. That's good. And I've been quiet yes, this but... last little bit, but um, now I'll, <laughs> I'll be there.
0: Sometimes it's just best to let me and Chris roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> just rambling and so see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, Stu, Stu's going to be our occasional guest. We'll get him in definitely for design things, because as I reiterate, he is a designer. He did our logo. You did, thanks. Yeah, did. Yes, thanks, Stu. You're very welcome. Yeah, very nice logo. At the moment, it is in Red Bull colours technically, um, the dark purpley colour and the red trim on the website. But we have others. We have variations. Chop and change as the season goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Although you might have to fix some of them, judging by the new cars.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking maybe a brown on blue for one of them.
0: Mm. Yeah, as, l- as long as we don't have a grey on black force India with a touch of orange, yeah, that's fine. Maybe. I'll just make we'll the whole just, just make door. it a blank grey. <laughs> just just a grey <laughs> just a grey square. It's grey on grey. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh Chris will uh, no. Chris will always be with us, apart I... from when he when he disappears. <laughs> I'll be always here, except when I'm not. Yeah, that's how this podcast works. Uh, and then Stu will be with us wherever possible. Yes, absolutely. So I think that is a good roundup of testing week one. Do you not think so, yeah, I think so. Reconcile. It's good to be back.
1: Yeah. Thanks very much for having yeah. me.
0: Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, it's been a bit of an extended episode. A little bit. But yeah, we've managed to cover the pre season testing and some other bits, such as the liveries and stuff. So. Uh, on that note i will say be sure to go follow us on twitter to keep up to date uh back of the grid f1 you can also find us on facebook and check out the website for the latest news backofthegrid.com so until next time guys see you soon
1: thanks guys bye bye bye